This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. There's been so much uh, difficulties that I had to overcome in life. I mean, that was just another obstacle. I think it's another, you know, good story to tell uh, with the path of my career. Um, I'm going to go out there and fight, do what I do best, no matter no matter who's in front of me, no matter this, the, the um, position I'm presented with. Um, you know, I'm just go out there, like I said before, to play hard-nosed basketball and do what I do best. Talking to the media this week, the assembled media, including our guy here from the five eyewitness news sports department, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Happy reckless speculation Thursday. Yes, Phil. Happy reckless speculation Thursday. It was a nice event on Wednesday at Southside Village Boys and Girls Club, a couple blocks from George Floyd Square. Our first chance to chat with Nas Reed about the three year player option in the third year, 42 million-dollar contract. Hey, good job by the Wolves locking up a really good player at a reasonable number, about as high as they could go, knowing that the Spurs were willing to throw him a bunch of money, the Kings had some interest, the Kings had cap space. Dallas was also interested. We saw Dallas last night complete a deal for Grant Williams, so we know that Dallas was looking to do something. So really good job by the Wolves keeping a really, really good player. So there's so many places to go here, but let's just let's just start here. They've, I think, decided to keep, I mean, there's still weird things that could happen. There's a report that they put a phone call into Portland, but like, let, let's just say they're running it back with the main core. Anthony Edwards signs his max contract. I'm, I'm assuming working on a Jaden McDaniels thing. They bring Nas Reed back. I like what they've added on the margins, Doogie. Torian Prince, solid player. Analytics didn't love him, but they bring in essentially to replace Torian Prince and Jalen Noel in terms of like the minutes loads, they bring in Troy Brown Jr. and Shake Milton. I love the Shake Milton edition. And I think Josh Minot's going to show out in the summer league. Like they've got a really interesting group of 10 players, 26 and younger, to go along with trying this thing again with Gobert and Cat. So I don't know. I like what they've done in the margins. I also don't know that this whole thing works at the level that they thought when they made the Gobert trade a year ago. So uh, what are you sort of hearing now? Is this is this it? Are they sort of done, and now we're just waiting to see who pops in Summer League? Well, I mean, we'll wait and see what the Leonard Miller contract looks like. Picks 32 and 34 have signed four-year deals with multiple years guaranteed. So signs point to Leonard Miller not signing a two-way, but signing a standard contract comparable to picks 32 
and 34. But yeah, I mean, in terms of big moves, Phil, I don't anticipate anything else. I sense this front office is a lot like the Gerson Rosas regime. They like to have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So I am not surprised that they've made an inquiry with the Blazers. I just don't sense the Blazers have interest in Carl Anthony Towns. Not that the Wolves, I don't have intel on this, that the Wolves would actually do that deal. I certainly would. If I could swap Towns for Damian Lillard, sign me up. I just don't sense the Blazers are interested in Cat. Surely interested in Anthony Edwards, but the Wolves aren't doing something along those lines. I'm with you, Phil. I mean, even getting back Nikhil Alexander-Walker for less than the qualifying offer. I mean, there was some talk about extending him the qualifying offer then I think he would have accepted it one year, just over $7 million. Well, okay, they don't offer him the qualifying offer. They make him an unrestricted free agent, but knew deep down, hey, we really like our chances to retain him. They do. Two years, $9 million. That, to me, is a really, really good deal for Alexander Walker to get those team options on the Brown Jr. deal, on the Shake Milton deal. Now, Shake was out of the playoff rotation for the Philadelphia 76ers, but knowing somebody in the Philadelphia front office, I was texting with this individual and I'm positive he would have told me if there was some negative stuff. He goes, I really like Shake. Like, that's a really good deal for the Wolves. He's a good guy, pretty quiet, spends his offseason in the Dallas area. But, like, he can play on the ball. He'll be on the ball. So, I mean, Jordan McLaughlin, I don't think at this point, is the backup two, or excuse me, one, that he's the, you know, top backup at the point guard position because inevitably Mike Conley Jr. is going to miss some games. He's not going to play 77 or 78 games next year. So who starts at the one? Well, Shake could start at the one, but Anthony Edwards can initiate the offense. So they have some options there. Troy Brown Jr. started nearly 50 games for the Lakers last year, former first round pick. He can make threes. Shake can make three. So yeah, on the margins, I'm with you, Phil. I really like what they've done, but I also like what some other teams in the Western Conference have done, right? Phoenix is better. Can Chris Paul stay healthy? It's a big question, but if he can, I think Golden State is better. Where does James Harden land? Is it the L.A. Clippers? Okay, well, then the Clippers, I think, will be better. But can Kawhi Leonard and Paul George stay healthy? Right. I haven't even mentioned the Denver Nuggets. I think Memphis has a bunch of really good young players. Now, they will miss John Morant, no doubt about it, for 25 games. Heck, they'll miss Tyus. But to acquire Marcus Smart, really, really good move. So I think the Western Conference is a bear again. Heck, the Lakers. What about the summer the Lakers have had or the week the Lakers have had? To me, I mean, I'm not a big D'Lo fan. I've made that well known. But to get him back on that contract, he's still a bucket getter. He's still a shot maker. Well, and, and Gabe, Gabe That's Vincent, a good deal. I mean, Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Wolves had a tiny bit of interest in Gabe, but that was never going to happen. I mean, the Wolves had some interest. I mean, I like how it all played out. They knew early on Friday, so before free agency started, a good eight, nine, ten hours before free agency started, that it was trending in the direction of Dante DiVincenzo wanting to reunite with his Villanova guys. Brunson, Hart, with the New York Knicks. Now, I was told DiVincenzo had legitimate interest in coming here to Minnesota. The interest was mutual. The Wolves had a path to using the full mid-level. But to me, I'd rather have what they did compared to Dante DiVincenzo. And I like DiVincenzo, but I like the way it all played out. But it did help that they knew early on Friday, eight, nine, ten hours before free agency started, that DiVincenzo wasn't coming here. There was some Javon Carter steam, at least on social media. That didn't even get off the ground. Like the Wolves, now, I like the deal for Chicago, three years, $20 million. But 
there was nothing there with Javon Carter. There was nothing there with Dennis Schroeder, who went to Toronto. So some names that were bandied about, just there really wasn't any legit steam here with the Wolves. So, Duke, with the Ant contract now um, done, what do we think the Jaden McDaniels contract looks like? Well, I mean, I think he's going to end up eating, you know, whatever the you know portion of the salary cap is, like in you know relation to the DeAndre Hunter contract. So you look at that DeAndre Hunter contract with the Hawks, Declan. Maybe you have the specific numbers in front of you. Mikael Bridges is another one that's cited, but that goes back a couple of years, four years, eighty million. I mean, Jaden McDaniels is going to make more than twenty million dollars a year. I don't know if the number gets quite to twenty five, Judd. Maybe it's somewhere closer to the middle, but maybe even closer to 25, so maybe 23 to 24, but it's going to be significant money. But I was also told, like, it's not close right now. Not that the deadline is in a day or two, right? They have months right. to figure this out. Heck, worst case scenario, you don't sign him to the contract extension now. He's a restricted free agent next summer. You get this done a year from now. But they do plan on signing him. They'd like to get him signed to the contract extension this summer, but I was told yesterday talks have not progressed to the point of it being on the cusp of happening. Hmm. On the on the ant thing, isn't it nice for the first time? I guess. Well, the cat the cat max contract he didn't sign for a while, and then the Wigan the Wiggins max contract. Most people who watched him were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good contract. You know, Glenn had to sit him down and look me in the eye. Right? It's the it's the first time. Maybe and then Kevin Love got offended because like every time we've hit this point with like a good young Wolves player, Love gets pissed because at the time you couldn't you could only offer one guy a five. They wanted to save the five for Rubio, but then Rubio was never worth it, right? Like this is the first just clean, hey, they nailed the draft pick. After three years, everyone agrees, yep, give this guy the Brinks truck. No need to sit Anthony Edwards down and all right, can we trust you to keep working on your game, right? Just it, it feels very clean, I guess, Doogie. It does. Yeah, I mean, it's an obvious deal. Now, the win for the Wolves is Ant, his new representation, Bill Duffy, Joe Branch, did not push for a player option in the fifth year. Certainly, the Wolves didn't want to give him a player option for the fifth year. But when talking this much money, I mean, Phil, we can go back a decade plus. Find me a player that was offered a max coming off the rookie deal that turned it down. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. But Ant, you know, as far as I can tell, really likes it here. Now, hey, things change fast in the NBA. Like, you take the money. When the max money is being offered to you, you take the money. If bad things happen, if you want out, you ask for a trade in a couple years. That is the league. That's the way this league operates. But right now, it's kumbaya in many ways. He can officially sign that contract starting today. Now, he'll sign it. I just don't know if it'll be today, tomorrow, if he joins the Wolves in Vegas. A lot of Wolves players will hit you know, Vegas and, and be with Tim Connolly and Chris Finch and the guys for a few days in the next you know week or so with everybody out in Vegas. I know Connolly and company leave tomorrow. The team leaves later today. So, Dukes, in, in that league, too, what, what do you think are the couple most important things that, that the Wolves want to see or need to see from a roster decision-wise going into training camp in Vegas? Well, I mean, I think you want to see what Phil touched on. I mean, Josh Minot, you know, I mean, they really like what they've seen in the gym the last few weeks, but does that translate to five-on-five? 
What sort of progress has Wendell Moore Jr. made? Certainly Leonard Miller. If he's on a standard deal, not that you can't you know, find a way to get him some run in the G League, but hey, he dominated the G League last year. How much more time does he need in the G League? So could he contribute at any point, right? Inevitably, injuries are going to happen, right? What if Nas Reed is out for an extended time? What if Cat has to miss some games? Could Leonard Miller give you some backup power forward type minutes? So those would be three of the things I would certainly keep an eye on in Vegas. Yeah. Um, before we go any further here on Scoops, let's shout out our friends over at EcoFun, gentlemen. So EcoFun is providing some amazing fun rides for the rest of your summer. Electric bikes are 10% off. By the way, you can see the showroom here uh, on the YouTube channel. Look at all the fun things you can get your hands on, get your butt into youth ATVs and dirt bikes. Maybe this is right up Droogie's Alley. I don't know. They're in stock and ready for the kids, maybe the grandkids. Uh, You can win Parent of the Year with a new youth ATV. If you're looking for fun things to ride this summer, EcoFun off 35 in Forest Lake and off 35W in Burnsville, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Tell them Scornorth sent you in so uh, we can keep growing this thing here on a daily basis. So right up Droogie's wolf- Alley, although he's pushing oh. mom and dad right now for an electric scooter. That is awesome. the rage among 12-year-olds. Oh, yeah. yeah, those things are a blast, definitely. Um, any other Wolves-related scoops before we get into some other Well, stuff I mean, they've told Jalen Noel's camp, hey, we're willing to work with you if you can find a sign-and-trade partner. Now, hey, oh, I'm a Jalen Noel fan. I thought he'd be off the board by now. So, admittedly, I was wrong. Now, the he was Bucks, so bad last year. I know he I was. was. such a fan yeah. going into the I year. I think he needs wow. to sign a one-year deal, you know, work on his value, and maybe, you know, get a n- bigger contract, you know, next next summer but i know the bucks had interest before they agreed to terms with beasley the spurs and jazz kicked the tires at different points but i don't think that got off the ground at all i think they're waiting on the damian lillard trade so if lillard ends up say in miami miami parts with a bunch of pieces maybe noel fits with the miami heat or if lillard ends up in philadelphia you know, maybe there's an opportunity there, depending on what Philadelphia gives up. Tyrese Maxey, maybe some other pieces. So it's slow going on the Jalen Noel front. But I'm telling you, I would still bet on him. I think somebody's going to get a pretty darn good motivated player, probably on a one-year deal. Maybe, you know, if he needs to make some money, it's, you know, a two-year with some sort of team option for the second year, maybe a player option in the second year. But I would still bet on... Jalen Noel, the former Pac-12 player of the year, USA basketball player as a 16-year-old. Like, he's been ascending since he was 16 years old. Yes, bad year, admittedly. Bad year last year. But I still think there's a pretty good player there. There is no evidence to suggest that the Wolves are trying to bring him back. So, until I hear otherwise, I see Jalen Noel elsewhere. Hey, Duke, speaking of guys that I think – we're a little bit surprised are still on the board when it comes to free agency periods. Let's transition to the wild. Um, a lot of defensemen and not all of them stellar, but a lot of defensemen in the national hockey league have come off the board since free agency opened on July 1st. I'm a little bit surprised that Matthew Dumba has not agreed to a contract yet. What are you, you hearing about his prospects? Because from a salary cap standpoint, the wild cannot bring him back. So he's going to go somewhere. 
uh, but he has not gone anywhere as of yet. Yeah, I mean, heck, any Wild fans out there thinking, you know what, he's still out there. Maybe there's a chance. We love Matt Dumba. Can he be in a Wild uniform for what? An 11th year. Fan favorite, all that. Mr. Community, right? Great guy. I get all that. Played better as the year went on, right? Some hiccups during the year, but I thought he was pretty darn good at the end of the year. But yeah, there's just there's no pathway right now to him being back with the Wild. So my understanding from somebody directly involved is Arizona has been pushing hard to sign him, right? Arizona has been pretty darn active. Jason Zucker, right? Nick Bukestead, yeah. some other moves that Arizona feels like, hey, you know, they can they can bounce back in a big way next season. So Arizona has been pushing hard, right? So they're offering him pretty good money. Well, if he wanted to be in Phoenix, the deal's probably agreed to by now. So the thought is, from some Arizona folks, is there's another team out there that Matt wants to play for that needs to still shed some salary. Once they create some space, now, hey, could that be the Wild? I still don't think it's going to be the Wild, but that there's a team out there that needs to shed some space once they do that that is the Dumba landing spot, that there might be some sort of verbal, I don't know, agreement might be too strong, but some sort of assurance or a likelihood, you know, verbally that, that Dumba is willing to join this team once they create the necessary cap space. I think Arizona and Dallas are probably the two options that make the most sense for him. Dallas needs to also figure out what they want to do with defensemen. And Arizona, I believe Dumba also has a home in Arizona. I'm not certain on that, but I believe that was reported um, last year that he does reside in Arizona during the off seasons before. So I think Arizona, Dallas probably make the most sense for him. Toronto apparently kicked the tires at one point a few days ago, but doesn't sound like the Maple Leafs. He does not want to go anywhere near there. And I also wonder about Colorado. Judd and Declan, what do you think about the Colorado Avalanche for Mad Dumba? Could see that. But Toronto would be a it would be a cesspool. The Dallas team makes sense though; it absolutely <laughs> With does. His mistakes, yeah. they would bury him in the first week. <laughs> where, where, how, how do you guys feel about just where the Wild are at in their their winning cycle here? Is there you know they're they're still dealing with the cap ramifications from saying goodbye to? By the way, happy and a happy uh, was it twelfth year anniversary or eleventh year anniversary this last weekend of the? It would have been two thousand and twelve, right? right? Oh, so that would have been. Let me do oh, the goodwill hunting math. Call me Will Hunting, John Nash. Eleven oh, years, right? There you go. Years? No, Matt mm-hmm. Damon. Yeah, happy anniversary of Judd canceling. Was you canceling? Uh, you like got up mid coffee with your late mother? I, believe, I was with my so. late mom. I had one of the last op- opportunities, you know, <laughs> in that last ten years cycle to hang with mom. And um, oh my god, go. Down. I Sorry, walked out the caribou. I got to do an, emer- an emergency radio show on fifteen hundred. You know what? Time. It's like being a doctor on call <laughs> when you got when you've got two free agent signings like that. It's like I'm sorry, mom. I know you're old, but I got to go. Um, I think they're in a very good place as far as where they should be, which is they they don't they can't spend, which I like a lot right now. Um, they're going to have to to play the kids. This Pat Maroon trade is fine because it's cheap, and he actually is going to help, I think, replace Ryan Reeves in the room, as we call it in hockey. So I actually like this a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I, think Maroon needs to cut down on on the penalty minutes, right? But, like, his agent is is Ben Hankinson. Yeah, I mean, Ben's based locally. He's a huge character. Ben will tell you. You'll see Ben over at the Beauty League if you head over to Braemar in the next couple weeks. You know, Ben's A-plus guy. Ben will tell you. Patrick Maroon, like, Phenomenal addition by the Wild. Like, trust me, Ben had his fingerprints 
on that, right, with steering Maroon this direction. Uh, I know that his agent loves the fit here. Absolutely yeah, and loves Duke, it. They gotta and play Duke. they gotta play their kids too, because if they don't, um I mean they 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 are such in cap hell that they have to play these guys and they're not bad enough to tank. Their Kirill Kaprizov's still good. Their goaltending's still gonna be fine. Brodeen, Spurgeon aren't going anywhere. Their 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 core is still good enough to be relevant, but probably I think you've seen um we're probably gonna see a step back compared to the last few seasons. And Dukes. Louis grandkid, Vinny Letary comes mm-hmm. home too. Yep, that'll be that'll be very interesting to see if he makes the roster out, out of he should camp or not. He is a. I wouldn't be shocked a, if he does. Put it that way. He, he is what, what baseball fans call a quad A player. He goes down to the minors and just scores like a madman, but not as much here. But uh, yeah, I, I am. I'm curious to see if he's like a fourth line guy or something like that. But that's the one where I didn't expect that one, but. What the hell? Yeah. They've got no cash. Now, spend, so. you guys can help me out more so, you know, than than my knowledge goes. But it looks like the division, like literally everybody in the division, maybe not Colorado. So that's where you guys could help me. But it looks like everybody in the division, right? Arizona, we mentioned. Chicago, St. Louis. Yeah. Dallas got Duchesne, right? Like everybody in the division, St. Louis. Everybody in the division has gotten better. It's the it's the deepest division in the West for yeah. sure. I think the I mean the Metropolitan's still really good in the East, um, but it, it's probably the deepest division, and it's yeah it's cutthroat. It's going to be difficult. I think they're probably a wild card team is most likely their peak this year. Prepare to hear some Chelsea dagger baby in Chicago. Bedard, they're they're stacking back up. I I think it's it is way more fun when Chicago's good. So, but this. This Bedard kid is going to be special. Well, and hey. A generational talent. You know, maybe I'm biased because I just spent some time with him. But Oliver Moore, for Chicago to get him where they did, I'm telling you. I mean, Gophers fans will enjoy him next season. Then they got the kid from, is it Chaska? A year ago, the defenseman that's joining the Gophers, new Gopher. Is it Sam? Is it Renzel? Renzel? They, they get they get top prospects every every year. It seems like Bob so Chicago. Like, I mean, yeah. Chicago has some guys. I mean, Chicago's got hey these these two big time Gophers incoming players. So yeah, yeah, the Blackhawks are certainly moving in the right direction. Dukes, you want to empty the scoop bag here on the table? Yeah. So Sonny Gray yeah. gets a one hundred thousand dollar bonus for making an All Star roster. There still haven't been any extension talks. The way this is trending is the Twins are going to offer Gray at the end of the season a qualifying offer. The qualifying offer. For the 2024 season will be in the neighborhood of $20 million. So the Twins would happily take Sonny Gray back for 2024 at approximately $20 million. Then he can be an unrestricted free agent after the 24 season. Gray has the right to reject the qualifying offer and become an unrestricted free agent this winter. I think that's the way that this will end up going. And I think there's a deal out there. You look at Chris Bassett with the Toronto Blue Jays, three years, $62, $63 million, something like that. I think Sonny Gray has a deal out there just like that coming off this great year. I think it'll continue. I mean, maybe he takes a step back at some point, but I think at the end of the year we'll look and say, okay, that was a really, 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 really good Sonny Gray year. I think he'll get paid this winter. I don't think it'll be by the Twins. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, next week I think is probably when 
This show creates some uh, waves on the internet by exploring a should the twins trade Sonny Gray before the deadline conversation <laughs> that no one's ready to hear. You know what? I will run that by. I am sitting down with Derek Falvey for a conversation tomorrow well, sure at Target very Field. Open about we're that. shopping yeah. him right now. How'd you know? I just got off the phone with the Dodgers. Yeah. Hey, great timing. <laughs> hey, I'll get you the on-the-record comments, and maybe I'll get something on background as well. But okay. I will run that by. Mr. Falvey tomorrow. But, yes, I see Sonny Gray here on August 2nd. Put it that way. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson. little scoop session here yes. on a reckless One more, Louis Varland Thursday. working on. He's made a few starts for the Saints. The results have been all over the place. He is working on a new pitch, though. So you see some of these walks he's been working on. I wish I could tell you he's working on an eliminator the or a ghost ball. fork ball. I was watching Kodai Senga last night with the Mets against the Diamondbacks. Google it. He's got this fork ball, but they call it a ghost. It's a different grip with the fork ball. Yeah, guys, fooled. It comes in on your hands and goes, boo, boo. Left and right. That was a picture the Twins had some interest in last winter, by the way, Senga. Anyway, it's not a ghost fork ball. It's not an eliminator. It's not a sweeper, but it's a two-seam fastball. He had never thrown a two-seam fastball before. It was always a four-seam. So that's the new pitch that Louis Varland has been working on. You hit it, you can name it. Call it the out-of-stater or something like that. All right, Dukes, great stuff. All right, boys, I'm off to Wolf Summer League practice. Yeah. All right. Let's go. By the way, Kyle Taggy will be in Vegas over the weekend uh, covering Godspeed. Summer League for Score North and the Flagrant Howls Podcast Empire. In fact, I saw, um, I think I I sent you guys a picture of it. Uh, Chris Finch enjoying the Twins game last night. Stayed for the whole thing. He must be a big ball guy. Right. What was the time of game last night? Two seventeen. Two. It was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. We, but I mean, he was he long. was into it. it. It was not like a oh, cursory yeah. appearance. Got Pablo Lopez shoving on the mound. How could you not? Yeah, be well, into it? Okay. good for him. When you say he was into it, like what? What like was he like fist pumping? Was he like standing he was clapping up? Clapping at times. He, he also was watching. In, he also was watching intently. You know how because he he's with friends, right? And sometimes you'll see guys who just like will be. Did he cheer for like what's the race we do in like the fourth inning or whatever? Uh, did he did the mascot? He, you know the bullseye, the, yeah. Wanda. Yeah. Yeah, did thing. he cheer I, for Wanda? I think he was getting a beer right then. Again, okay. As I tweeted, or as I texted both of you, Chris Finch is the rich me. Yeah, he's the rich version of you. He's the rich judge. Yeah. We're, we're, we're damn near the exact same yeah. guy. We both love sports. One of um, you hit your ceiling, and you, you've just been, you know, between that floor and ceiling for the, for the last few years yeah. now. And don't get me wrong, I'm happy. But look, Finchie's <laughs> rich, can afford to go on the, on the lake more than me, probably. But enjoys beer too. He is the rich judge. What do you mean he can afford to go on the lake more? You can go on Why the lake. Why can't you afford to go on a lake? Well, he probably what lives do you, you think is expensive though. about going onto a lake? He probably lives on the lake. I am not a guy that can live on a lake. I don't have the money to live. I on mean, a lake. I think you'd be surprised. Like, there's smaller really? lakes out there. You could probably. Oh, okay, but I think he's on. He's on Minnet. He, so he, he's on Minnetonka, right? He did reveal on Flagrant Hollow that, that, that like Lake Minnetonka is where a couple times a yeah. week in the summer he'll. Grab a couple of adult beverages, and we asked because he is kind of a nondescript guy. You know, he's he he just looks like an everyman. And we asked him, you know, do you get recognized when you're just out on the boat? He goes once in a while, like sometimes at a restaurant. He goes, he goes, sometimes at a restaurant, I'll get I'll get recognized, which is which is nice. Like it, it, he's kind of like it's it's nice now that I've been here for three years that like once a week some guy will come up and be like, "Are you Chris Finch?" Nobody came up to him 
last night, but it doesn't mean like in this state, they probably knew who, who he was, but just didn't bug him, which is cool. That's fine. But I did watch it because I'm like, I wonder if like there's going to be a fan or two, you know, a line of people waiting for autographs for Christmas, get a fan or two. But he didn't. (laughs) I did see him take out his phone at one point, though. Couldn't see it, though. I was just, you know, yes. uh, Wait, your your inside reporting is that Chris Finch was at a Twins game for two and a half hours and he took out his phone. I saw him take out his phone. Well, I was just curious if it might be, uh, you know, a Tim Conley text. (laughs) Cat deal close. (laughs) That's what you need the binoculars for. Screw looking at the, the bullpen or whatever. Like, oh, what's yep. What's he? Yep. Oh, who is he? Texting? And just types the is that the Blazers GM was close it. Tim Conley, <laughs> get it done. Close on the cat deal. Close it. Make it happen. By the way, if you want to go to a Twins game, maybe you'll run into Chris Finch. I'll be there Friday. Or maybe you'll run into Declan I'll be or there Friday as well. Or Bizarro Chris Finch, which is Judd. You can go to <laughs> Twins.com/slash/tickets. Twins.com/slash/tickets. You got three more home games this weekend, all-star break coming up, but there's plenty of uh, good games on the horizon, and the Twins remain in first place. They have the best pitching staff in baseball, twins.com slash tickets. Uh, Also, a shout-out to our friends at Summit Orthopedics. So if you're dealing with any type of pain involving ankles, feet, back, neck, spine, elbows, hands, wrists, knees, whatever, right? Summit Orthopedics is here to help you. No referrals needed. They offer same-day appointments. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. across 25 locations in the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com, summitortho.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, we can circle back on some scoops reaction there, but I don't know if you guys just saw Kevin Durant with the tweet of the day. Oh, God. So, you know, Instagram, well, Meta, I guess, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, umbrella company, basically early launched a Twitter competitor last night. The three of us were spending some time on threads. Mm-hmm. All over. So if you want to find us, we are all on Instagram and threads. You can find us. And uh, Kevin Durant tweets, on threads with my burner account, come find me. <laughs> you guys remember, like, Kevin Durant got yes. caught. He had, like, five burner accounts. Yes, it was phenomenal. So, yes. dude, I, well, here, I'm looking at it. I think threads might be my new favorite social media platform after 12 hours. It's pretty cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I've also figured out how to kind of filter your timeline a little bit more because, like, you know, you get a – because when you're on a new one and not like Twitter, you know, you get all the random people 
And sometimes it is useful when you're starting a new app, you know, just like, oh, I forgot to follow this person or this account, but I figured out actually how to tailor it, uh, how to get like to see your following first in your timeline, Wait, which is nice. You, you do can this? do that on threads now? Last yes, night you, you couldn't do that. Yes. So let's, uh, let's do some let's do a live, live troubleshooting here. here. Phil Mackey. Oh, hold on. I'm logging to the score account. I got to switch to Declan, which also if we can, uh, threads, if you're listening, can you get it, a nice little flip over to the original accounts? That'd be nice. It, it feels like Twitter did 10 years ago. Yeah. All right, so Phil. Feel less cesspooly. I'm sure there's going to be cesspool joining. Yeah, just wait. Okay. If you go to settings. Oh, wow. Okay. Notifications. Oh, is, okay. So hold on. Notifications. Okay. Wow, this is riveting. All right. Okay. You see it. You're going to see a bunch of options. Do you see threads and replies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then you, do you see first threads? Yeah. Okay. And then there's an option for people I follow. Oh, okay. Check that. So, from so from everyone is like the world of the people world. that are on Threads. Yes, and it's like algorithmically yeah. tailored to what now, you might like, or you can just follow the people. Now, granted, I only have I'm only following like twenty people right now, so I think after your other people start stop tweeting, like it will still filter in, you know, other accounts, but at least you'll see the new people on top of your timeline. So you now. didn't just like. You can auto follow everyone you follow on Instagram. What's wrong with the people you follow on Instagram? I, don't, I, don't, you I didn't, didn't want to follow yeah, them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some people I just didn't really feel like following. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I don't really know how many people are on there yet. Um, I want. Well, just, it sounds like 10, yeah. 10 million people signed up in the first like ten hours. Mm-hmm. They is what get, Mark Zuckerberg get it on my computer though, so I, I can actually ha- have it like Twitter, where it's on my computer and phone. That's going to be the key thing for me. I don't know. You were pretty active last night. I don't know. I know, but I prefer to have it. Like, I I need it everywhere. You were all excited on threads last night. That's great. Sports dad answering people's questions and stuff. Yeah, I was throwing it out there. I mean, we were cutting it up. We were having fun. Um, But I I want it on my computer, too, if it's going to be a long-term thing. No, well, it's it's definitely a long-term thing. It's definitely a long-term thing. Well, Well, I think what happened was they've been, because, like, at any point in the last five or six years, Mark Zuckerberg and Meta could have come in. They've already got Facebook. They've got Instagram. Don't they have WhatsApp too? Like they've got all this infrastructure for social platforms. But Twitter, like Twitter is big for us because we're sports guys and sports fans. But it is by far trailing TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube in terms of like daily audience and whatnot. And there's a million reasons for that. But I love how they just came in. They clearly were developing this kind of behind the scenes. But this weekend was a train wreck for Twitter. Elon Musk comes in and puts like rate limits on, so you can only on July first. Yeah, you're you can you can only that. like read six hundred tweets a day. But then they yeah. raised it to like eight hundred. Yeah, and then and this is even more inside baseball. But for people that use TweetDeck, like yeah. I don't know, Declan and I are TweetDeck nerds. Now you have to if you want the new version of TweetDeck, you have to pay the eight dollars a month. And so I did finally begrudgingly pay. It's like all this like it's oh you paid and it? so. I need TweetDeck, man. Like, TweetDeck is the way that we organize our news and whatever. But what I'm saying is, I think this this Threads project was probably, like, set to launch later in the year. And they looked at the train wreck that was happening and said, screw it. Just push it out the door with no fanfare. Just, like, shove it out the door and let it organically grow. Yep. And I feel like about 25% of my Twitter timeline now is people, like, advertising hey i'm over on threads now over here i did that already last night yeah so i don't know what would it take for you guys to just jump off twitter 
and just exclusively, like maybe you're not like deleting your account, but to where you would be mostly just posting on other platforms. Are uh, you getting to that point now? I'm close. I mean, even with the new tweet deck, uh, even though I'm, I'm the youngest one on this show, I loathe change. I can't stand change. I can't stand especially, especially in my work routine, like my routine of how I do all, like yesterday I had no access to TweetDeck. It was difficult to do, like to carry on with my job yesterday. I felt very unorganized. It was like when I didn't have internet at home, like last month. I, I do not like that. Um, so I do think we can, uh, we can, the company, we, we can probably spring for the $8. We could. A month if you ridiculous you felt strong but i, I, I do love but i still do love twitter so it's gonna it's gonna take me a little bit to like get used to threads um to judd's point even yeah i think a laptop or web version would be very ideal here down the road um but yeah i i, I love i'm addicted to twitter twitter is my favorite one so i gotta figure out what line do i draw at it and where do i stop using it and from a business standpoint, the problem is this. There's no way. So you could automatically, as of last night, transfer all of your Instagram followers to, to threads, which was great. But there's no way to move your Twitter yeah. followers. Like, I've got 47,000-plus followers on Twitter. I need to now start from zero on threads. I'm yeah. not like, I don't know. But the point is, like, from a business standpoint, where people – where people want to consume sports information is actually my question. Like that's the most important thing. So if Threads takes off, it, it's Threads. But I don't feel like it's my call. I feel like it's my call to follow what people want from me. Because I mean, training yeah. camps about to start. So if in three weeks, the majority of Vikings fans are like, "Oh man, it's all Threads now. I'm done with Twitter. Guess what? I got to go to Threads." But I'm giving up. From again, from a business standpoint, a practical standpoint, I'm sacrificing a ton of followers, which then I have to start again with. Like I can't, I've got to, li- you know, literally go back and then ask him. And the problem is this too, you guys. We don't know, at least I don't. Like of my forty-seven thousand plus, how many are porn bots? How many are bots? Exactly bots, <laughs> right. right? But but I. I Russian bots, porn, right? So, yeah. like, there's a lot of questions here. But it's not, I, like, 40,000. Like, you, yeah, no. I mean, even if you you, you probably still have 30, 35,000 right, legitimate you, followers. If there. you said, you know, your followers are really, in reality, who, who like, care, care about you and sports, are 30,000. Well, that's 17,000 knocked off. So, yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I think I almost feel like all these – because Twitter's been – I think you got to go even back to like the the 2016 election. Like not to like get political here, but I feel like Twitter was a more like a fun sort of news update and interactive place until it got super political 2016 through now. Sure. And but you could make that case about most social media platforms. I just think with Twitter, it's so you just the, the volume of posts is so much because you're just rifling off words and mm-hmm. whatever. And so I guess there's a lot of people that either like bailed on it over the last six or seven years, or maybe like Gen Z years never really like got into it. Cause it was their parents app. And I just wonder if, if threads is now, and maybe at some point in five or 10 years, like threads becomes old and a cesspool, but it feels like a rebirth. I love sort of the word driven social media where you can read and respond and stuff. Right. And I love that you can follow stuff in real time as it's happening. Yeah. 
sure. on those on these platforms, you can see like a hundred people's reactions in the moment during a sporting event or whatever. So if Threads can just be a better version of Twitter, I'm happy to just create content on both platforms. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you, Judd. Like in Declan too, it's like you know you be on Twitter for a decade and you build up a following. It's like I don't I don't want to just alienate those yeah. people too. So I might just be really active on both going forward here and Instagram too. And just try and, but then again, it's like, okay, now there's five or six relevant yeah. platforms. We're also producing daily YouTube content right. and clips on TikTok. It's all about stuff, the talk, so. you guys. It's all about the talk. Yeah. I mean, that's talk where the kids, the kids are on the talk. talk. Talk, yeah. Talk's on fire. There's adults well, the on the talk, talk now, too. The, yeah. the talk might be the most addictive thing right now. Like, Twitter's yeah. addictive, but the talk is ridiculous. It is. I mean, anything, I mean, Instagram Reels is the same way, just like the short vertical video format. Yeah. Personally, I still like to use social media mostly as a secondary screen, which is why I like because Twitter and threads, you can just like be reading and responding while you have a show on or a game on the TV. Absolutely. It's harder when you're like on the vertical video train to be like volume up, watching, listening, and have your TV on and stuff. At night. Yeah. (laughs) You start to scroll the talk. That's all she wrote, man. 2 a.m. before you know it. (laughs) It's like, I've been up for six straight days. Oh, man. I think it was like six months ago, my algorithm decided, I think I watched like one, it was like a, like a ghost sighting oh, video or yeah. something on, and that opened up an algorithmic wormhole for me I to that. where now I get like time traveler videos on I TikTok lo- and like, I, get I am a now. time traveler from yes. a thousand years that in the guy's future. A fraud. That guy's a fraud. <laughs> that guy, I saw that one last night. My my personal so the <laughs> the scariest ones, my personal favorite when they're done well ring doorbells and the people like at three a.m. Oh, who just approach your oh, ring doorbell that's creepy and pound on the floor I need help I need help and it's like there's two people around the corner set to invade your home okay that that something like that happened we used to live in a townhouse over like the Mill and Main area which is a beautiful area and yeah. Only rarely would there be like riffraff. But there was one night, dead of the night, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and it was a ground level like townhouse. And someone starts banging on the door, the front door. And I was like and of course it woke both of us up like F startles you. So and then like and we just decided maybe it's just a drunk person. I don't know, whatever. Let's just let it go. But then it kept happening. Bang, 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 bang. I'm like, okay, what what do we do? So I, I went down there and I opened the door just like a crack. And it's wow. this distressed young woman, like in her early twenties. Like that's, I just, I just need a, and my radar was going off. I'm like, if I open this door any further or if I walk out, are there like three other dudes? Yes. That's so I trick. just like told her, I can't help you. Please stop knocking. Shut the door, locked it. And I don't, I don't know. So you opened it a crack. Wow. Which was, I, I by the way, my wife was like, why did you open that door? That I wouldn't really have done that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, that, but that's Just the trying trick. to be helpful. I don't know. She seemed like so, she was. Yeah, so she, she knocks, and the, the trick is like two or three guys hide off to the side, and if you open that, that door, it, it's done. Except in the South where they announce, I've got a gun, and then people who are knocking on the door ordinarily run. Yeah. We, oh, like. Okay, you open the like door I've with got, like a like sawed-off shotgun like or something. I got, a, and... I got my shotgun here if you all want to come in. It's not just then... in the south, but yeah. yeah. 
like a Civil like War soldier yeah. opens the door. Is this in the pan? With a peg too? leg? Yeah, I'm, just saying, it's gonna, I'm just saying. I've got my front. musket and bayonet. Yeah. <laughs> you back away from my door, Sonny. Oh, I I, uh, we have a ring doorbell attached to our new rental home, too. So and this is the first one I've ever had. Um, but there's here's the problem with the ring. Uh, two things, actually. There's like this. We're get, finally getting grass installed after like six weeks of living here. I think it's happening literally right now as I record. Wow. Yeah, um, but there's this brush, like, kind of in front of the front door, and the ring camera, you know, senses motion. Well, sometimes this tumbleweed, you know, brushes over, and then I get the notification, you know, hey, there's motion in front of your door, thinking, like, oh, oh is there someone here? That's one, pro- that's one problem. The other problem is if I have the sound on my phone, so Vinny, grew, uh, um, my, my fiance's parents' dog, they have a ring doorbell. So when someone walks by and it makes the little chimes, like this generic chime sound, Vinny now thinks someone's here. So now oh, I have to like no. be careful to have on my phone because if he hears the little chimes go off, boo! You know he just freaks yeah. out because he thinks someone's <laughs> here. It's like, dang it, no, nobody's here. Does Vincent. he do that? There's a commercial that's been running on like ESPN and a couple other channels where it's a doorbell. A doorbell rings in the commercial. Yeah, and we used to we don't have a doorbell currently, but we used to have a doorbell at our place in Seattle, and it sounds just like the one on TV. Oh god! And I don't know. It's like I don't know. How many times that doorbell even rang when we were there? But I feel like dogs just come out of the womb knowing, like, a doorbell sound. Right? So every time this, there was a time where I'll get up and just, like, try to catch up on, like, get up with Greeny and stuff. What's, like, what's going on in sports? And I don't think it's in rotation now. But that commercial in the springtime would run during every commercial break. And every commercial break, it would go, like, 15 different times. And Maya would just, Every time, like, and now finally, the last couple weeks, we've had some TV shows on and stuff where the doorbell will ring on a TV show, and she'll just kind of pop her head up quick, look around, put her head back down. Good girl. Yeah. Didn't sound like yours though. Your old, your old one. I think she's just kind of Seattle. I think she understands. Or she's done with the doorbell. I think she just understands that like doorbells aren't a thing right now. Just don't worry about it. Rotating back though to the TikTok algorithm, I got on. I don't. I haven't. It hasn't happened in a while. Weirdly enough, even after this whole Titanic situation i got a lot of shipwreck stuff like six months oh, yeah. ago like a lot mm-hmm. of shipwreck even like airline problems which also like are like that is a swipe I, I'm, I'm reporting that because like i don't want that in my feed at all i can't watch turbulence well, and like experience have you seen that. the woman that the woman. got off the plane have you seen the update on that the woman that got off the, the plane the one that was like screaming at the, at the final people. destination chick so You're someone i think it's all bs but someone posted a video saying i was on that flight three rows back and I didn't think anything of it. But when she got off the plane, this basically like the guy in the green hoodie, she thought like the guy in the green hoodie was like a reptilian, like yeah. human or something. And that like, once she got off the plane, the guy in the green hoodie turned around and kind of looked around the plane and made eye contact with me. And he winked at me. And what I didn't realize until now is the wink wasn't a horizontal wink. It was a vertically like a vertically, vertical close, uh, a vertical close. Oh my wing. god! Come on! But then I think someone else had, like, I think he then came back and said, "I just posted this to see how gullible people are." Yeah. But no, really, no one has tracked her down, and I don't know what it's like. That um, is it? Was it the Tales from the Crypt movie with uh, John Lithgow from like the late seventies, where he sees a gargoyle on the wing? Is that a? And the is that a Twilight, um, Zone. Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. That, yes, that's dude. a Twilight Zone classic that, that originally had William Shatner. Yeah, that went Something crazy, weird. and then it was part of the new Twilight Zone movie that that was made mm-hmm. in like '82. And that was yeah, John that 
John that's, Lithgow. That's one of the yeah. most, yes. Amazing. Lithgow is right. But that, yeah, because among the things I get a ton of are plane crashes. Yeah, I don't, I can't do that. I that's get a ton terrifying. of Yeah, I can't crashes. do that. My, I watch most I would say that the, the once you watch him, it thinks, oh, this yeah, guy like just it. likes oh, watching I know. content I, I watch about plane crashes. I don't, no, I don't, the biggest slice don't of pie is, is wrestling care. nostalgia or breakdowns of like the latest pay-per-view or Raw episode. Not here I am like for three minutes watching some 16-year-old breakdown <laughs> yeah. and all the connecting dots of like, and this happened six months ago. And then you didn't know what this happened a year ago. It's like, oh, I didn't put this all together. Yeah. yeah, maybe they should be better about storytelling in WWE. Yeah, That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, can we start so, bashing Vince? Anyways, follow us on Threads. Uh, just search Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Declan Goff. You'll probably find us on Threads, and uh, we'll see you over there. But All right, good talk today, boys. A little Reckless Speculation Thursday. Some scoops with Doogie. Reckless Speculation. We'll see you on Purple Daily.